You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to the Valentine's Views podcast for Monday, July 3rd. I hope you guys missed me last week. I was on vacation took uh, my wife and one of our grandchildren, a seven-year-old granddaughter, to Cape Cod for a few days of of rest and relaxation. But we are back in the saddle now and uh, wanted to talk a little bit about the Giants and their coaching staff, one coach in particular. Brian Dable has put together a really, really solid group of experienced, quality assistant coaches. It's one of the big reasons why the Giants were able to uh, to have a surprising 9-7 and 1 playoff season a year ago. Guys like defensive coordinator Wink Martindale, offensive coordinator Mike Kafka have gotten a lot of credit, but there are also a lot of position coaches who are really really good at their jobs wanted to talk about one in particular today, and that's defensive line coach Andre Patterson. Had a chance to speak with uh, with Coach Patterson exclusively a few days ago. That story will be up on Big Blue View on Monday morning. Please uh, stop by the site, give that a read. Tremendous insight into what has made Andre Patterson a tremendous defensive line coach for uh, for four decades as an NFL coach, about uh, about half of that time, maybe a little more than half of that time spent in the NFL. But uh, really, really interesting guy that that we had a chance to speak with. And, and as I said, you know, Dable talked a lot about the idea. Has talked a lot about the idea of what he wanted in his coaching staff. Has said that he wants guys who can not only teach, but guys who can communicate well with players, guys who care about their players, guys who are good people. And and for me, it absolutely shines through that Andre Patterson is absolutely a guy who embodies those kinds of things. So please stop by the site, give that, uh, give that post a read, and uh, what what I'm going to do for you now is I'm going to play, uh, with Coach Patterson's permission, I'm going to play the entirety of the interview that Coach Patterson and I did uh, last week. How would you describe a cookie-cutter coach? What What is that in your mind? Uh, I think it's, it, to me, it's, it's, you know, every player... Um, you know, doing the same thing. You know, um, there's no room for 
for adjustments based off the, the player's talent level. You know, I, I've always used the analogy, uh, you know, in the past that if I was a math teacher and I was on the board trying to, you know, get the students to understand how to complete or figure out a problem, and if I had a student who couldn't understand how to figure it out the way that I presented it, you know, I wouldn't just yell at the kid and, and make the kid feel that he was inadequate. You know, I'd pull up a chair and sit down next to him and, and try to brainstorm ways to get him to figure out the problem and, and which way his brain works. You know, and to me, those are good teachers. Mm -hmm. and, and, and and being a football coach to me is being a teacher. So, you know, I started off as a teacher and, and I've, I've taken that with me, you know, in my coaching career. And, you know, every every player, you know, can't execute their job, you know, doing the technique one way. Mm -hmm. And so I've always felt like, you know, it's up to me to figure out the skill set of, uh, as far as football is concerned of each player uh, to figure out how each player learns because they all learn differently in, in different ways. So, you know, it's my responsibility as their coach to figure that out and to be able to present the information to where every person in the room ha uh, can understand it and go out and execute it to give each guy a, a, an opportunity to make the team. And you, you know, I, I see guys all the time talk about you teach a different technique. You teach guys differently. You know, without getting really deep in the weeds, what is it that you teach differently that, that seems to, to push guys to another level? Well, I think, uh, you know, when it comes to, to, you know, how to handle the running game, I mean, I'm real big on, on teaching them how to put their bodies in the right position so they can use their maximum power, uh, length and explosiveness. So, um, you know, I start, I start from the top down. So, I mean, from the bottom up. So, uh, you know, first thing we work on is, is footwork, you know, different footwork, you know, how, how your hips are supposed to, uh, explode and extend and then hand placement. Uh, then eyes and vision, you know, so, you know, we start from the bottom up and at the beginning, you know, some of the positions that I put them in are real awkward. Uh, but then as they, as they get it, uh, then all of a sudden they can see how much different they, uh, how much more explosive they are, how much more power they're generating. Uh, when we hit the sled, I don't know if you ever come out to watch practice, but you know when we go over and hit the sled, there's a lot of people that come over there and watch because it's getting, you know, it's getting struck pretty violently. But um, at the beginning, it's not like that, and I have to always say, hey, don't get frustrated, don't get upset. Eventually, you're going to get it, and you know, once they do, uh, you know, run game wide. You know, they can see the difference there. You know, pass rush, uh, you know, there's some things that I teach them with their feet, uh, with their hands, uh, with their hips that are totally different from what they learned in high school, college, and if they were on other NFL teams in the pros. And, again, they feel real awkward at the beginning, and it's uncomfortable because it's different than what they've been taught. But, you know, once they get it, they can see how much faster, how much more explosive, uh, how much more stress they put on the offensive lineman. 
And is that something, is all of that stuff that you learned as a player? No, it's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of, of you know, me being an offensive lineman when I played. Uh, me starting out coaching offensive line and understanding what the old linemen are trying to do. And then another part of it is listening to, to players that I've had along the way. You know, some of this is things that I've stole from different guys, uh, you know, in this profession, um, you know, as a young coach, you know, things I got from John Randall, things I got from Chris Dolman, you know, things I got from Willie McGinnis, uh, Things I stole from Reggie White at Pro Bowl, um, you know, and then just, you know, putting all those together and, and coming up with my own ideas. You know, I haven't been afraid to say I'm going to do it this way, even though everybody else is doing it another way, you know. Uh, so, um, you know, so it's, it's all come together from all those different things. Interesting. You know, I have I, I, I meant to do this with you last year. I had a chance to uh, to speak with uh, with Coach Rodriguez your assistant in Minnesota, you know, back when, when the Giants hired you. And I want to throw just a couple of quotes from him at you and just get your reaction um, to, to a couple of the things that, that he said. Um, one of the things that he said to me was, as a coach, he said, uh, you know, Coach Dre said, he's the best I've ever been around, and he doesn't act that way. He acts like a servant. I'm just curious, you know, what, what that means to you and, and, you know, how you feel about, about that. Well, I appreciate the comment. Um, but, you know, my job is to help my players get better. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't let my ego get in the way. Um, it's, it's not about what people say about me. It's about me helping my players achieve their dreams. And, you know, when I say dreams, that's a big word, you mm-hmm. know, because, you know, some guys in the room are just trying to make the team. Right. You know, some guys in the room are trying to fight to be starters. You know, some guys in the room are, are trying to, you know, get their second contract. You know, some guys in the room are trying to go to the Pro Bowl. But some guys in the room, if you're lucky, have the ability to be the best at their position in the league. And so uh, it's about me doing whatever I have to do uh, to help them, you know, achieve their dreams and their goals. And so it's not about me. It's not about me protecting my image or, or uh, my uh, label. You know, it's about me uh, uh, doing whatever I have to do to, to help my players achieve their goals. One of the other things that that Coach Rodriguez had said to me was, you know, one of the things that, that you taught him, whether it's players, whether it's other people in the organization, you know, by, behind the scenes, whoever it is, said one of those messages that, that you imparted to him was make everyone you touch better. Right. Um, is that something you, you've always tried to live by and you try to do that with, players and non-players as well oh yeah no i have always felt that way and um um you know i'm gonna share information with young coaches you know you know not just about x's and o's and techniques but just about the journey of, of being in this league and and how you uh give yourself opportunity to stay in this league for a long time um you know um how to how to present yourself to uh uh, be a professional coach and, and all those kind of things. So, you know, there's a, 
there's a lot of young coaches uh, in this league that are no longer young. <laughs> right. And I think that I've helped along the way. You know, it's it's been that back when I was a college coach, and you know, back when I was the head coach at Cal Poly. You know, uh, it was during the era where you know teams only had one, uh, you know, one black assistant on the staff. You know, and mm-hmm. you know, and me being a black coach at the Division One level, that wasn't you know it was only two of us. Uh, coaches were at that time were starting to try to get more minority coaches on their staff, but they weren't didn't know very many guys. So I helped a lot of coaches, uh, you know, uh, get jobs in this league because a lot of coaches contacted me. Um, so you know, I, I guess I've been that way, you know, for a long time. And, um, you know, that's always that's always been a major thing for me. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I need to ask you about that since you broached the whole, you know, minority coaching opportunities thing. Is that, you know, you, you've been in the game a long time, college and, and pro. Is that changing fast enough in the NFL? Uh, you know, things are different from obviously from when I first came in, and uh, there are there are more opportunities there. Um, you know, there there are, there are you know more uh, minority coaches as assistant coaches in the league. You know, more, more minority coaches are getting an opportunity to be uh, you know coordinators in the league, and all that's all that's very positive. But you know, things haven't changed very much when it comes to you know being a head coach uh, in this league from from minority coaches. Yeah. Let's let's jump off from that a little bit and talk about your own career. You know, we've talked about about you know being a servant for others and all of that, but you've been mostly a defensive line coach. In fact, almost exclusively a defensive line coach. You know, your most of your career, especially in the NFL. When you look back on it, have you done everything that you wanted to do? Everything in in the NFL in your career? Yeah, I, you know, I, it's funny. I got asked that question the other day, and I was like, "Hey, if, if it was, if it was, uh, my career was over now, you know, I, I have no regrets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've I've done everything that you could do in this league, except for uh, go to and win a Super Bowl. Um, uh, I've been fortunate enough to to coach in a lot of playoff games. I've coached it in Pro Bowls and had, you know, been able to rub shoulders with, with, you know, some of the greatest players to ever play this game. Um, I've been able to be around some of the, you know, best coaches to ever coach this game. Um, you know, so I, I would say the only thing, there's only two things that I would, 
that I would say I wish I had a chance to do. And that one would be, uh, you know, win a Super Bowl, and two would have been a chance to be head coach. Uh, but but I wouldn't have any regrets, you know, because I've done it for a long time, and and uh, I, I know I play a part in, in players improving, uh, not only as 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 players, but also as men. And uh, helping them to understand that it's about being, uh, you know, a great son, uh, uh, husband, father. You know, those things are, are the things that that you're really being judged on. You know, more than than you know how great of a football player you are. And you you think that's that's the legacy for you is helping these guys not only on the field but helping them be better people. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I hope that, and I, you know, I hope that that's that's what's happening. And I guess you'd have to ask, you know, some of the players. But you know, that's what I feel. You know, so you know, on my birthday, uh, on Father's Day, you know, I get texts from from guys that I coached in high school, from guys I coached in college, from guys that that I coached a long time in the NFL that are all. Uh, you know, been, been done playing for a long time, and you know that makes me feel good more than anything. Um, so you know, that that's always been you know my goal uh, as a coach. And I, I know I saw you say in an interview, or I saw you know a couple times you might have had an opportunity to be at least you know a solo defensive coordinator, but but a little bit of uh, of maybe being too good at what you do. Yeah, you know, back you know, back in the day, uh, uh, you know, the team had, has, has had the ability to block you, um, and so I had, you know, I had three opportunities where I was offered the job, and the team wouldn't let me out of my deal to go do it, and you know, it was a hard pill to swallow. But when it's all said and done, I was the one that signed the contract. Uh, right. Yeah, so you know things could be a little bit different if I would have, if I would have taken those opportunities, if I was allowed to take those opportunities, and, and if I would have had success, uh, maybe mm-hmm. that opportunity would have come along my way to get a chance to uh, to be a coach. But you know, I, I can't complain about that because you know I was the one that signed a contract and I understood the rules uh, mm-hmm. of the way that they were back at that time. You, I think it was Denver, Cleveland, and what was the third one that you might have had an opportunity? Oh, I had uh, Denver twice and Cleveland once when I was coaching at those two places. Okay. Those are the those are the places that denied you opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But, um, but those are but those were the rules. And, yep. You know, it, it wasn't just me. You know, right. it happened to a lot of people at that time. And, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, while, while that was happening, it was hard to deal with it. But then you understand, hey, okay, that's the way that it is. And, mm-hmm. You know, that, that those are the rules, and you got to live by them. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. I don't want to get into. You know, you talked a little bit during the uh, during the mini camp about about the health issues that that you had last year, and, and you know, I think you shared as much as you're comfortable sharing. So I'm not going to ask you to share more. But what I what I want to ask you is, you've talked about having done pretty much everything you wanted to do in the game. Why keep going at this point? Why keep going after that? Uh, because I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so you sound like my wife. But uh, you know, when when my feet hit the floor in the morning, I'm still excited about going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm excited about around about you know being around my players. 
seeing my players every day and, and you know the camaraderie with the coaches and um you know it's what i love to do it's, it's what makes me tick and uh, so it, it's it's more of that than i would say you know chasing the dream of winning the super bowl don't get me wrong i want to do that and i got a burning desire and, and um and I want to try to achieve that and help our team, you know, reach that goal. Uh, but it's more that that I love what I do, and, and it's it's a it's a huge huge of of, uh, of who I am. And um, um, I, you know, I, I guess I'm just not ready to let it go. No, believe me, Coach, I understand that because I'm I'm 62, and my wife retired two years ago now, and. Uh, and I can't see it yet. I can't see yeah. it. I have no idea when it's going to happen because I have no idea yeah. what I do with myself. Yeah, no, that's that's how I am, and um, you know, and you know, uh, I just turned sixty three in June, and you know, and, and you know, Dex and Leo were all over. Coach, don't you don't you even think about it, <laughs> you know? So, uh, but uh, but that's how I feel, and, and you know, I'm excited when we go back to, to go back to work and. And, and do what I do and, and, and see my players have success. And, you know, I, I take a great deal of pride of, of seeing, you know, you know, a guy like, you know, Dexter Lawrence, who was a good player and, 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 you know, help him achieve to become one of the best. And, you know, that's what it was with Limbo Joseph. He was a good player for the Giants. And, you know, I got my hands on him and he became the best nose in the league, you know, um, you know, so I've had a bunch of guys that way, and you know those things. You know, uh, I'm like a proud father. You know, when those things happen. So, let 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 me ask you. I, I wanted. I'm glad you brought up Dex because I wanted to get into Dex and Leo just a little bit. Um, Dex is a guy. I had an opportunity to talk to him one on one, and I've watched last uh, last summer at training camp, and and I've watched him for a while. And I've always thought there was more than what we saw. And in talking to Dex last year, I I knew he really wanted to be great. He really wanted to be the player that 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 everybody maybe thought he could be. And he talks about going to the Hall of Fame, but I always thought maybe he didn't quite know how to get there. Uh-huh. I, I, am I am I on track in thinking that way? No, you're hundred percent right. And, you know, when you, when you look like Dex, you've been the biggest, strongest guy in the room probably since the day you walked in kindergarten, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, along the way, he, he's, been, he's been allowed to, to be the big, strong, athletic, physical guy in the room. And it hasn't been about uh, becoming uh, a master of your technique. And that's the biggest thing that I sold him on is that if you have a quest every day, a burning desire to to be the best at your t- at technique, then the gifts God gave you will show. And, you know, you got to give him the credit because he worked his tail off on all the, you know, all the, all the new things that I taught him. And you could just see it, you know, I could, I could just see it through the season, you know, it getting better and better and better. And I could tell, okay, the light's getting ready to come on. And, and, and you could see it happening about, you know, week, week four, week five of the season. And it just kept getting better and better as the season went on. And I'm guessing you think there's even more in there. No, there's way more in there. 
And, you know, we've had that conversation and, you know, no matter what you achieve, you still got to start from ground zero and work your way back up again. And there's always more things that you have to continue to add to your game. He understands that. And what about, uh, what about Leo? I mean, L- Leonard Williams to me is, he's a very different kind of guy, just the way he spends his time away from the field and, and, when when you got him last year, I mean, very very established player. You know how is he with some of how accepting has he been with some of the things that that you're trying to teach and some of some of that. He's been outstanding. He's been outstanding. Um, he's hungry. You know, he asked me a lot of questions. Uh, he's a he's a great uh, student uh, as far as trying to you know understand you know why we do it and and how I can help him. Uh, it's just too bad for the first time in his career that he had to deal with injuries. Because honestly, you know, I thought for sure that he, for sure he was going to be the one that you know took his game to the next level. From all from the way that he was in the spring and uh, the beginning of camp, and then you know, then those then the injury started at training camp and just you know carried over the whole season. But you still think like with him, there's more in the tank too. Oh yeah, there's no there's no question. And I know he knows that too. And uh, he, he works really hard, and it's, it's going to happen. If he can stay healthy, I know it's going to happen for him. Colin, I want to ask you, you know, you had, from what I understand, you had a long relationship with Coach Zimmer, and you were in Minnesota for a long time, and and then you get hired by the Giants. I'm just curious, did you have much of a relationship with Coach Dable, and and what is he like? What is, what, how do you, why is it that he was, that he's been successful so far with the Giants? Well, no, I did, I had no relationship with uh, with Dave. Um, uh, I did know uh, Wink, and I worked with uh, T Mac. We worked together in uh, in Denver, um, and I knew Wink. Uh, Wink was working for the uh, Raiders as the linebacker coach in Cleveland. Uh, they tried to get me to come to Oakland with them to be the D line coach, but I went to Denver and. Uh, so Wink was the one that reached out to me and said, "Hey, if I if, if I get this coordinator's job, would you would you think about coming here to be my D line coach?" And um, and I said, "Yeah, I would." You know, so it all kind of started from there. And then I just had to, you know, once once uh, then I did the interview with with Coach Dapes, and they offered me the job, and then I just had to decide which job I want to take, and I decided that I wanted to to come work with Wink and, and Dapes. Uh, you know, Dave's is a, uh, uh, very organized, very structured, uh, head coach. Um, he's demanding, but he wants to know his players. And, um, he spends a lot of time, you know, getting to know his players and, and figuring out what they do best and they're trying to put them in the best position to succeed. You know, the same thing with the team and, um, um, you know, I, I, I was very, very impressed with with, uh, with what, what Dage did with our football team last year and, and uh, how he handled uh, the players, how he handled the coaching staff, uh, how he is with the whole organization in the front office. Uh, I, I was very impressed. 
last thing last thing for you just you mentioned wink um he's different than, than a lot of defensive coordinators i mean how is it how is it working with wink and how is it working with a guy whose whose philosophy is a little different than than other defensive coordinators um great you know uh, again you know uh, wink is 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 you know very player oriented and it's about putting his players in the best position to succeed. Uh, it's about, you know, uh, breeding confidence, you know, in the group. And, um, and he lets his coaches do their job. He lets them work. And, you know, that's, that's, that's what you want as, a, as an, as an assistant coach. Um, you know, he's fun. He's fun to work for. Uh, he's, I know he's fun for the players to play for. Um, and so it's it's been it's been an enjoyable experience. And you know, even though uh, some things are schematically different than what we did in all those years that I worked for Mike Zimmer in Minnesota, but a lot of it is very similar, mm-hmm. and the philosophy is very similar. So it really wasn't that big of a change for me, mm-hmm. you know, because there's there's a there's a lot of similarities to what they believe. Mm-hmm. You know, as as uh, you know, as defensive coordinators, mm-hmm. and you know, we, you know, the years that that I were that I was in Minnesota, you know, our defenses were right up there with you know the Winks. You know, and we were mm-hmm. always battling for you know top you know top five defenses in the league, and and you know one two as far as pressure was concerned, you know, between Minnesota and Baltimore. So it really wasn't that big of a of a, of a change. All right, Giants fans, that's our show for today. Please remember to subscribe, whether you're watching us on YouTube or whether you're listening uh, across the Big Blue View Radio Network, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, uh, it, this is the, uh, the 4th of July holiday week. Please, please, please be careful out there. Don't do anything stupid. Stay safe. We don't need any Jason Pierre Paul incidents out there. So stay safe. Have a great holiday. And we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.